Welcome to Sure and Steadfast, a podcast for women with practical and biblical encouragement for the everyday challenges we face as born-again believers. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I will be sharing my daily faith journey with you, the valleys, the victories, and everything in between. Welcome to episode 14 of Sure and Steadfast. Today I will be sharing a few thoughts on the dangerous weapon we all carry around with us every day. When we stop to consider dangerous weapons, we think of atomic bombs, rifles, knives, and the list goes on. The weapon we will be exploring today has been in existence since the creation of mankind. This weapon has been known to start wars, ruin relationships and friendships, and reputations. It has also been the cause of wrecked homes, split churches, and has caused countless men and women to become discouraged and disconnected from their faith. By now, I am sure you all know what weapon I am referring to. It is the powerful and often destructive tongue. I once read a story of a woman who was known to be the most notorious gossip in the church. One Sunday morning, she approached the minister and told him, I am really burdened. The Lord has convicted me of my gossiping ways, and I want to change. The minister asked her what she intended to do about it, and the woman replied, I want to lay my tongue on the altar. The minister did not mince his words, and he told her that he didn't think they had an altar big enough. I don't believe that the minister's point was to say that there was no forgiveness for this lady but rather he was acknowledging the damage that can and had been done by her tongue. The tongue is small, but it packs a great punch and can bring about great destruction. The scripture I want to share with you today is found in James 3, verses 1 to 13, and it says, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, Bear olives or a grapevine, bear figs. 
Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. There is great importance in keeping our tongue. Consider what Jesus said in Matthew twelve thirty six and 37. But I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. He tells us that our words are so important that they will either justify or condemn us. If we use filthy, spiteful, ugly, dirty, angry, gossiping, grumbling, and murmuring words, we are going to be held accountable for them. We will be condemned unless we seek to control our tongues and seek the Lord's forgiveness if we have spoken out of turn. Much like most things in the Word of God, there is also good news. On the other hand, if we use gracious, loving, kind, edifying, and profitable words, then, in the end, these words will be a testimony for us and they will justify us on the day of judgment. He who guards his mouth preserves his life but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs 13, verse 3. The tongue exposes to those around us what kind of people we really are. Jesus tells us that our words expose our heart. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Matthew twelve thirty four and 35. That scripture tells us that our words expose three things about us. We either have the heart of a viper, the heart of an evil man, or the heart of a good man. Our words expose our true character, whether that is good, bad, kind, or cruel. If we want to be considered followers of Christ, we must have control over this deadly weapon that we carry with us. And that control does not come from ourselves, but through the power of Christ Jesus. The tongue destroys. It is a torch. It is like a spark in a forest of dead trees. Most of you have probably heard of the Great Chicago Fire that happened on October 8, 1871. The fire started in or around the barn of the O'Leary family. The exact cause of this fire has never been determined, but the blame is usually placed on Mrs. O'Leary's cow. It is speculated that the cow kicked over a lantern and that the lantern fell onto some hay and that caught fire, and from that fire it spread to great destruction. About 100,000 people were left homeless. 17,000 500 buildings were destroyed, and 300 people lost their lives. It cost the city well over $200 million, which was a lot in that day. It would have been equal to about $4.7 billion in today's day. All of that because of one spark. So often, one inappropriate word can cause a lot of damage. I wonder sometimes how many friendships have been ruined or fellowships destroyed by the careless arsonist called gossip. We must be mindful of the fact that one careless word can create everlasting damage. Our words can destroy and devastate ourselves and others. 
Matthew 15.11 says, Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Our words can ruin our appearance and our personality. Have you ever been with a person that smokes a lot? They smell like smoke. No matter how many times they shower, the inside of their homes and cars smell like smoke. In the same way, our words can defile us. Our careless words can leave us with a smell, trailing behind us with a repulsive odor. I have encountered people before in my life that I thought were beautiful. But then I heard the words coming out of their mouths, and the beauty was gone. The tongue can do the same in our lives. An untamed tongue will strip the radiance and beauty of Christ from our lives. The tongue also devours. James compares the tongue to a wild, untamed beast that attacks and feeds off of other animals. An untamed tongue will devour us and those around us. We have a term for devouring one another, and that is called backbiting. It means exactly what it says. It is when you figuratively take your teeth and bite into the back of another person. A story that always makes me chuckle a little bit is one about a woman who went to the doctor for an examination. She felt terrible. The doctor got a very serious expression on his face, and he said, Ma'am, I hate to tell you this, but you have rabies. She got out her notebook, and she started to make a list, and he asked her, What are you doing? Are you making out your will? And she said, No, I'm making a list of people I'm going to bite. If we turn our tongues loose, they will devour. It is truly a dangerous weapon. With it, we bless our Savior, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. James tells us that the tongue can accomplish spiritually that nothing else can accomplish physically. It is physically impossible for a fountain to send out both fresh and bitter water. It is physically impossible for a fig tree to produce olives or a vine to produce figs or for salt water to produce fresh water. Yet, he tells us that so often the tongue does just that. It is used to bless God and to curse men. It is used for glory and it is used for gossip. It is used to bless and it is used to bury. It is used to help and it is used to hurt. It is used to praise and it is used to pollute. The good news is that there is also a divine purpose of the tongue. The tongue is also used for glorification. We as believers use our tongues to bless God. Our words ought to be bathed in prayer. They ought to be soaked in praise. If our words always bless God, there is no way that we could curse men. How different our lives would be if we used our tongues only to bless God. How different the church would be if every tongue in church was solely used for the purpose of blessing God. How different would our fellowship be? The tongue is used for edification. Our tongues are to be used to build up, not to tear down. When we encourage someone, it can change their life. Our words are to be used to bless God and to edify one another. I pray that this episode has given you some insight on the nature of the tongue 
and that it will motivate you in the way that it has me to be careful with the way that we use our tongue. I think if we all had to go one week with only writing out our words to one another, we would be surprised with how many notes we would crumple up and throw into the trash before we ever gave them to anyone. It would perhaps be good for all of us to see our words or at least think very seriously about them before we spoke. May all of us use our tongues to the glory of God and to confess our faith in Christ. Thank you again for listening. Come back next week for a new episode. Have a blessed week.